stretch, follow you. All these niggas follow you. All right, here we go. That's what follow niggas in the car. All right, man. Welcome to the 290 More Podcast. I appreciate you, brother's time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. Man, you already know what it is, man. It's your boy, Jovi the God. The Rebirth album is out right now, streaming on all platforms. Of course, you know the movie, My Perfect Wedding, starring Erica Hubbard and Omar Gooden. That's on HBO right now. And we're cooking up the Inception album. And you know I couldn't come without my hitter with me. I got big bro from the money game. You already know what time we on. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on? Big bro, what's the deal, man? Shit much, man. You know, I'm up here in this motherfucker with my cousin, Jovi the Great. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Is, is it big bro because you big bro or you or security big bro? Shit, <laughs> however you want to put it, shit. I'm security, shit. Okay, let me Both, know it then. You know what I'm saying? Big bro. You know what I'm saying? With the security big bro, at many, at many means, yeah. that's me. For sure. For sure. All right, man. Definitely, definitely appreciate you brothers coming through, man. Jovi, man. For sure. Uh, if you don't mind, I want to start from the top, man. I like yeah. for this to be a place for where your fans, people that fuck with you to come, you know what I'm saying? They fuck with the music. They like what you're doing. I want to see, you know what I'm saying, what he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? So if you don't mind, man, just uh, start by telling me where you from, where you grew up. You already know, man. I grew up Chicago Heights, West mm -hmm. Side, Beacon Hill, in the Valley, mm -hmm. specific, you know what I'm saying? And, um... Chicago Heights, man, they sleeping on it because it, it's a rich history of mob ties. Push your mic towards your mouth a little bit for me. Yep. Yeah, Chicago Heights, you know, they sleeping on it, man, because it's a, it's a rich history of mob ties out there. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, one of Al Capone's biggest houses is in, is in Chicago Heights. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a legendary town. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm from the west side of that town, man. So mm -hmm. salute to all the OGs and all the originals from the west side. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what we was born and raised. But we original Chicago Heights. You know, my people moved out there in the 60s. Yeah. When it was white. That's all I was going to ask you. Was it black people? No, it wasn't. It wasn't black people. You couldn't go into certain neighborhoods. And so, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to be from a wonderful grandmother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my grandmother was one of the first, I, I want to say she was the second or the third ever black woman to be a mail carrier in Chicago. Not just Chicago Heights, but Chicago, period. So in the 50s and 60s, they didn't give black people routes let alone give women routes and so my grandmother a black woman she had her first route she didn't work behind a desk she jumped in a truck and she delivered that mail in the in the 60s and the 70s so salute mm -hmm. that's what's up man that's what's up you know what's crazy I, I lived in Chicago Heights for three years oh, when, I, when I was a shorty okay, shorty. Yeah, I okay. Stayed, I'll never forget the address it was 85 West 21st Street okay you, you know, was on the east side down the street from the park uh -huh. Um, I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I went to Grant Elementary went School. Went to Grant? Okay. Yep, yep. yep. So that's dope, Grant. man. I've been having a few people up in here from the heights, man. That's what's <laughs> up. I ain't been in probably since then, Joe. That's okay. like 20-something years. But I would love to go back, man. But it's dope. I keep seeing talent, you know what I'm saying? Coming from there. Coming from there, man. Yeah, man. Salute Street Boy Stretch. Salute uh, C.A. Brown. C-Note the realest to me. You know what I'm saying? Salute uh, Ken Folk. Salute Tony Sosa. Um, salute Sinatras, niggas that sleep. Sinatras went yeah. to school in the Heights. You know, know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. salute Sinatras. It's a lot of talent coming out of the Heights, man. So definitely. Mm -hmm. West Side, what up? Mm -hmm. For sure. So, so just more specifically, like your experience, like growing up, man. What was your aspirations to be? Was it a hooper? Was it a lawyer? What yeah. when you was growing up, and it was like, man, Joe, you can be anything you want to be. What, yeah, what, what and so that's what that's how I was raised, cause I'm the baby child. You know what I'm saying? And so. 
um, I was always taught that I could be literally anything I ever wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? And so I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. I, I was in the band. So I played the trumpet, the drums, the saxophone, the piano. You know what I'm saying? And so I was able to. I know you played all that. Yeah, I ain't know going crazy. you all that. You going crazy. Ain't <laughs> right was letting yeah, me go man. crazy. Hey, man, you know I ain't know that. Yeah. 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 And so. all trades. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't yeah. was letting me go crazy. Real talk. And that. that, that's, a, that's, that. a, that's a that's blessing. <laughs> so when, you know, like, if you if you can. If I tell you that backstory, then you can understand more why I'm so sonic, why I'm so music, why I'm so diverse when it comes to rooms and mm-hmm. how I'm able to deal with all these different type of people. You know what I'm saying? It's because, you know, I was on a chess team. Like, I was really one of them scholars in school, you know what I'm saying, when it came to academics and when it came to putting in that work, when it came to school, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I always dream big to be literally whatever I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? And so... I, I salute to my OG for that. You already know, oh, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, so, so with you being so talented in so many, so many different areas, man. What was your passion though? Like, what was your one? If they're like, you so gonna? I love basketball. One of these things. Basketball was my thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was when I was like 17. They had took me up to a school in Wisconsin, and they they wanted me to get a scholarship with them. My mom wouldn't let me do that. But then when it came all the way down, and I got, I was in Joliet Junior College. I was hooping out there. You know what I'm saying? And I had messed my ankle up real bad, you know, and that just, like, ended that. You know what I'm saying? But basketball was my thing. Basketball and baseball, them was my my two things that I really, really loved as a shorty, you know what I'm saying, coming up. You know, like, I just knew I was going to be a shortstop. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to play point guard somewhere, you know. And so I, I lived that dream, bro. I lived it every day. Can't even front, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, Big bro. Was, uh, was you was you watching this evolution? You know what I'm saying, or, or was you did you come in later? No, nah, you want to know something? I'm gonna keep it thrill with y'all. You know, back then, you know, my mama was on drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. his mama took care of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When my mama was on drugs or whatever, yeah. that's his his mama is my auntie, and that's my mama is his uh, sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His mama's yeah. sister yeah. or whatever. So during that time. I never knew he had all this in him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it thrill. I never knew this. In I was boning y'all on the court though. That's I, I ain't gonna get to that part. Okay, right okay. Now. I ain't gonna get to I, that I, part. I, you so I, 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 I was gonna leave that out. I, I couldn't leave that out. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, to keep the story short, his 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 mama. You know, I'm birthed from her too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. That was my mama and my auntie at the same sure. time because my mama was under addiction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I saw a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And his mama showed us something different. Yeah. You know, so I didn't saw him grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and we lost contact with each other for years. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Over 10 years. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So when I bumped back into Cuz, nigga, you rapping? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to support another guy, but you know what I'm saying? But once I knew my cousin rapping, oh, mm-hmm. nigga, I'm going to go bumper, nigga. What? I'm supposed to be everywhere. So <laughs> that's crazy. how I've been since sure. I knew he was rapping. I've been, with, I've been on him, man. For I've sure. been on his coattail. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I've been right there with him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it's, and the movement that he got, bro, he, 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 he talk real hip-hop, bro. Real hip-hop. You know what that, we talking real that talk. Hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Ain't too many niggas. We talking that. Talking we talking that lingo. Uh, well, let's get to that, man. Let's get to the music, man. So, yeah. so before we get directly to where you at right now, man. Yeah. What role was music playing in your life? You know what I'm saying. Up to you know what I'm saying. 
the sports hooping and the shortstop ever everything always you know what i'm saying like i've always been musical um in the fifth sixth grade i picked up the trumpet my uncle and them was playing trumpet i saw he had the trumpet i picked up the trumpet mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in seventh eighth grade i was in band you know what i'm saying playing the drums and all of that and so um music has always played a humongous role in everything that i've been doing and um you know i started off listening to wu-tang listening to cool g rap listening to the legends you know what i'm saying i'm from that 90s era and so I always stuck with, you know what I'm saying, what what was what birthed me, what gave me that that feeling, that heart, that soul, you know what I'm saying? And so, man, like, if it wasn't for this music shit, you know, that's how I, that's where I masked my pain at. You know what I'm saying? Cause like Cuz said, my mom my mama was everything to everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so she it was hard because she had to be everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And she had to do everything, you know what I'm saying? And so Man, that shit, like, you know, people don't understand how passionate I am behind this music and how serious I take it. You know, like, this is everything. You know, like, a lot of people do the music for fun or they do it for notoriety or they do it because they want to get a check. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, I do this music because it's my passion. It's what make me feel good. It's what make me feel happy. You know what I'm saying? This is everything to me, man. We, we, we doing passions over paychecks. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's dope, man. That's is you could tell when the artist got more invested in, in, in more invested into the music, other yeah. than you know what I'm saying, monetary, you know what I'm saying, values yeah. or, or money gonna come or for what other people think of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could tell when it, when it's a, a, a honest passion, man. So, you know, every having a passion for music, you know what I'm saying, is 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 pretty much cultural. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in this room got a passion for music in one shape, form, or fashion, man. But what made you, you know what I'm saying, want to go from, you know what I'm saying taking that passion to to creating your own thing to creating your own sound putting out your own music when did that evolution happen so um you know i was going through some things and so like i'm I'm from a different era of rap you know i'm one of the older rappers mm-hmm. i ain't gonna tell you my age but i'm an older rapper mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm one of the rappers they say shouldn't rap no more you know what i'm saying um basically when i was younger i was killing shit freestyle bully that's what they called me the freestyle bully i come in any session i tear a head off i could rap over four beats without stopping you know what i'm saying and so you know life settle in you got to deal with life you got kids you got to work you got to maintain life and so you fall back from your passion right but then i started really life real life going through shit like mm-hmm. depressive shit shit that would have put me in a state of mind that could have been destructive you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm ready to kill shit. For sure. Well, I'm ready to hurt shit. For well, sure. I'm ready to do fuck. You know what I'm saying? Fuck my life up. For sure. Crash out, right? And so instead of doing that, I started. I went back to the music, because at this point, life done already settled in. All them hoop dreams, all them baseball dreams, all that's gone. Even the fast life of I'm a 20 year old rapper, that's gone. You know what I'm saying? And so I only picked up the pen strictly out of therapeutic reasons, because. I was depressed, angry. I was sad. I was lonely. You know what I'm saying? I was about to crash out. And so I started using that pen as an outlet for me to get these stories that I was holding in so tight that was going to make me crash out. Mm-hmm. I got them out on the pen. Mm-hmm. And then when I got them out on the pen, other people was like, damn, I felt that. Oh, I feel like that too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. You go through that with your kids? I go through that with my kids, too. For sure. You know what I'm saying? It started to become relatable, where it's like, 
you know, it's 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 real life therapy. If you look at those therapy sessions, you might see him on TV or whatever. It's a group of people, and he's hey, I'm whatever. You know what I'm saying? He say his name and he tell you his problem. And a lot of other people in that circle got that same problem. They just won't tell it, mm-hmm. right? And so it started to become that. Like, damn, I'm telling these problems of mine, and they problems of theirs. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going through the same shit. And so it's it's just it's just straight therapy with me, man. You know what I'm saying? And so I use that as as how I use my outlet okay. for music. That's dope. That's dope. So, um, also what I wanted to know is too, man. You you mentioned you know what I'm saying using it as therapy. You know what I'm saying putting putting your your thoughts on the paper and shit like that, man. But mm-hmm. was it was it just putting it on paper? Or was you just spitting it to you know what I'm saying your homies when you smoking? Did you lay a nope. couple tracks down at the studio? And that was all me. You how how did saying? they how did they hear? You know what I'm saying? How was you able to? So this is what happened. This is my work. From from it just being therapy to sharing it with somebody. This, this is what happened. This is my work. I'm finna give y'all the breakdown. So my album dropped September 11, 2000, in the middle of the pandemic. That's when I dropped my first album. 2000. I'm 2020. I'm sorry. Okay. In the middle of the pandemic, I dropped my album out of nowhere. I started making this album as we spoke out of therapy. We just doing therapeutical shit. It's literally just me in my room making these albums making these songs, and then I go into the studio and record the album. Out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, I got 10 songs. It's a project. I'm going to drop the Rebirth. And so then, September 11th, 2020, I dropped the Rebirth album. And it sends shockwaves through the atmosphere. Nobody knows that Jovan, that's me, not Jovi the God, Jovan. Nobody knows I rap. Mm. People that's known me my whole life. Big bro, this is my little cousin. You just dropped him on big, everybody head. Big, look, look, this is my little cousin. He fucked me up. Big bro. I didn't even know he did this shit. Everybody from high school, Damn 20, 30 years. For real. Nobody knows Jovan, not Jovi the God, raps. September 11, 2020, I come out of nowhere, drop the album. Midnight. Boom. In front of everybody. <laughs> and now I'm on my Facebook. Jovan, Facebook turns into Jovi the God. Boom, I dropped the shit. Everybody's like, you rap, you rap. I I promise you, 90% of y'all only listen to my album to see if I suck. 90% of y'all only listen to the album to see if y'all can say, oh, he suck. Y'all listened to the album and was like, damn, this shit is a classic. You were selling it off the gate, right? I thought you was going to say what to me. You were selling it too off the gate, right? Yeah, I came out. My shit was on all platforms. Hey, so so for the first, this is. You got that shock value. You know what I'm saying? The first 10 days, you could only get my my shit on Apple Music or Amazon. And so you actually had to purchase Mm. the album for $9.99 per single. It was uh, $11 for the whole album. Mm. For the first. 36 days mm-hmm. and I, in those first 36 days I had like 700 sales mm-hmm. in those first 36 and then after that the, the numbers went through the roof mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's cause once they jumped on the album and they saw what I was doing they was like oh this shit crazy this shit is real hip hop this shit is real music he putting pain in these songs he putting articulation in these songs you know what I'm saying this shit is fire and it just went crazy from there the rebirth mm-hmm. became a classic an instant classic and now they waiting on the second one but the Inception is coming. Stay tuned. The Inception. And that shit hot. I ain't gonna even lie to you. That shit hot. He came different. I swear to God. Cause I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. When he let me hit, I'm like, hold on, cuz. What you, what you on with this one? Yeah, he, he touching everybody. He touching every base. 
every bass. When I say every bass, every bass. It's music. It's going to shock you. It's, You're going to be like, because everybody want him to come back how he came with the rebirth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, they expected on that. So, you know, your first album going to do what it do. You know what I'm saying? So, now everybody expecting on that second album. Now, if your second album ain't shit, they already know. Like, man, come on, man. They know. But this album right here, oh, my God. Ooh. Classic. Please. All right, he fucked me up when he, when he put the choir on that motherfucker. I'm like, the choir. Inception. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, easy on. All right. I want to step away from the music one second, man. <clears throat> Going through your depression, man, when did you get gain the knowledge? You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to speak on it lightly, but when you was going through No, we want to speak on through. this heavenly. Like, but Pause. Before we even get into it. Hey, listen. Let me talk to the camera real quick. Hey, yo. Mental health is real. For sure. Most of the black men out here, we dealing with depression, anxiety, uh, all type of mental issues that we are afraid to address. So listen to me. Mental health is real. Get some help. Talk to your brother. Come to 290 More, More Podcast. Talk to bro. These are all therapeutic sessions. Make sure you talk to somebody, man. You ain't got to crash out. You ain't going through it alone. Somebody just like you is going through it too. Pardon. Let's get to it. For sure, man. Appreciate that, man. I'm going to have to yeah, snip that out and just release that on its own, man, for sure. For real. So, for real. real shit. I, I actually had a podcast with one of the members. When we did a for Mental Health Awareness Month, we had a conversation. So mm -hmm. I might have to have to hit you back up. But what I was going to ask you, man, what did you gain the knowledge of? You know what I'm saying? I talked to a lot of artists when they first jump off the porch, man. Ain't no, you know what I'm saying, no nothing known about distribution platforms and, you know what I'm saying, releasing your music on Apple and all that. Where did you gain the knowledge? Was you studying that? At I the did. Mystery? I studied it, bro. Okay. I studied the game. Um, no management or anything like uh -huh. that? No, no management team. All Jovi the God. All Jovan. So I studied the game. I studied um, distros. Mm -hmm. um, I studied how to get my, song, <laughs> get my music with song trust. You know what I'm saying? So I can get all of the royalties based off of the songs that i'm putting out and so you know i've signed up for like one dsp that's a distribution company song trust song kick that's so i can get my music if y'all play it on facebook if y'all play it on the radio i got my stuff through ascap you know what i'm saying and so i, I just studied on the ways to become because i'm an independent artist mm -hmm. and so i need to receive every revenue possible off of the music because of course we putting in a lot of the money ourselves, mm -hmm. you know and so i studied up man i did all of my research and you know i made sure everything was legit mm -hmm. and i followed through you know what i'm saying you got to make sure that when you get it you follow through don't do one without doing two mm -hmm. don't do two without doing three you know what i'm saying and you got to have all four to make sure you're getting all the money it still ain't gonna be no real money that you think you should see mm -hmm. but make sure you still getting mm -hmm. all your money because real talk if you don't get that money then your money goes to the top five earners in music of that year. So if you don't, if you put your music out on any platform, artists, listen to me. If you put your music out on any platform and you not monetized, your money goes to Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, whoever the top five earners of that year, they take all of our money, split it up, and give it to them. Because we not signed up for DSPs, we not signed up through Song Trust, we not signed up through SoundClick, all of it. We not on ASCAP, and so all of the y'all think y'all just releasing music. I'm gonna put it on all platforms. Homie gonna listen to me. Y'all y'all paying them, man. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Let's get yeah. smart. And then, and it's crazy because I still talk to it's like uh, artists kind of like be deep in the game and they kind of like ashamed to still to say that they need help. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. I need help. I had this conversation with somebody. 
and now I get to we'll do the in the booth or something. And now I get on the computer and, and get to load and set stuff up. Maybe like that, this ain't their music, you know what right. I'm saying? Or the people who do got their stuff correct, you know what I'm saying? It'll be a green sound for me and a green sound going to them split, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's as you can monetize yourself in so many different ways, you know what I'm saying? Not two will be leaving money on the table, man. It's, Real talk. It's crazy. Yep. So <clears throat> back to the music, man. No doubt. Once you started creating, man, you started creating, you know what I'm saying, not out of necessity, you know what I'm saying, but out of, you know what I'm saying, it was like a a, a medication for you, you know what I'm saying, Definitely. Uh, helps you heal. So um, now that you're better, I assume, you know what I'm saying, What what's your creative process like now, you know what I'm saying, now yeah. that you're doing it, you know what I'm saying, to purely create, man, what, what's your creative process like? Well, first I want to touch on what you said, now that you're better. Mm-hmm. It's never better. You ever think you're going to be straight and you ain't never straight. Mm-hmm. Every day you live in, you got triggers. Certain little things that'll make you feel the same way you felt when you was feeling how you was feeling. Facts. Break that down however you want, but you never better. Every Facts. day is another day. And so you got to live it day by day and just understand that you're going to go through things that are going to trigger you. That's going to make you feel how you was feeling. Right. This with a constant therapy and a constant communication and a constant knowledge of oneself. Knowledge of self is big. Get knowledge of self. But now, for me, musically, now I'm in a space where I'm sonic. You know, I was able to get all of these traumatic things out. And so now I'm 100% sonic. Everything I'm hearing is on a different tone. Um, I'm in tune with the different chakras. And so I want to move on a different frequency. All of my music is coming on a different frequency. You know, it's it's on a it's on a higher vibration. And so we finna take it to the next level. The last album was more pain. You know, I was hurting. This album is more pleasure. I'm happy. I'm in a space where I'm comfortable with myself because I finally know me. I finally understand that these are the things I went through and these are the things that I'm gonna continue to go through. And all that's going to do is continue to build me to be a greater me. Mm-hmm. And so now I make music based off of that. You know, you're still going to hear a lot of pain in the inception. I'm still going to touch on a lot of tough topics that's going <clears> to <throat> relate to y'all. But, you know, life continues to move. And that's what I'm doing, bro. I'm continuing to move. It's, it's a constant. The inception, if you ever watched the movie Inception mm-hmm. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I ain't going to lie, man. I watched the movie like three times. I still don't know what the fuck going on, right. man. Exactly. The inception is so confusing. And so it's basically about a dream within a dream. Within a dream. Right, I was going to say, within a dream. And in that dream, he lost something that was precious to him. For the movie's sake, it was his wife. You know what I'm saying? He lost his wife. She was in those dreams with him. She got trapped in those dreams. And so he spent the rest of his life searching dreams to find his wife. And so we got to realize that every day we live in a dream. You wake up in the morning and you got 24 hours, however many hours before you go to sleep to live your dream, to live your purpose, to search and find whatever it is that's going to make you happy. And so that's what the Inception album is about. It's about I'm living a dream right now. You know, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle of being an unknown independent rapper at the age that I am doing what I'm doing, I'm at the pinnacle of it. You know what I'm saying? I I couldn't have asked for much more. I'm living, I'm a dream within a dream. 
And, you know, I'm still chasing the bigger dream, which is everybody want to be on that main stage. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to make it to the big screen. Not not for nothing. I'm, I'm on BET. I kind of made it there, you know, but I still want a movie that's going to be on IMAX, mm-hmm. you know. I'm on BET. I want to be on IMAX type, you know. And so it's just a dream within a dream, bro. It's the inception. Okay. That's dope. That's dope, man. I want to know about your support system. I see Big Bro with you here right now, man. But no, you already know what it is. Money game in this bitch. Black. You, you <laughs> said you, you dropped it on everybody's head. Everybody knew you as, as Javon overnight, and the next day you was Jovi. You know what I'm saying? So Fuck what, me up. I, I, I talked to a lot of artists that have been doing it for years, and they be mm-hmm. talking about their support system, they, where they should be at. You know what I'm saying? They bro them don't listen to the music like that. Don't share the music. Yeah. With you coming out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? What's what's the support like? You know what I'm saying? I can't believe the support I get, man. Like, like you don't understand. Like, me coming out of nowhere, like, the support from the people who know me the best. 20, 30 years, enormous. Everybody sharing, everybody liking. Like, look, I dropped my album September 11, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. That's what I meant to ask you, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We can go back. Why are you dropping on September 11th? What's, what's the significance? Is there any significance? <laughs> hey, you, hey, I understand what you own. The town was with now. Is September there any 11th? significance? Hey, I understand it where you coming from, though. Yeah, and so September 11th, for me, um, I'm a big Dipset fan. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm a big Joel's fan. Mm-hmm. And so one of the most True. iconic lines that he had was when the town was filled. You know what I'm saying? He went crazy. Right? And so... I got this album and I'm sitting on it and it's the middle of the pandemic, right? September 11th in the middle of the pandemic. And, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, the pandemic had just hit. So June, July was crazy. You couldn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, just flashback. Nah, you, couldn't. you couldn't do nothing. June, July, 2020. You couldn't. Yeah, sure. it, it wasn't safe outside. You couldn't for go. Sure. They might have locked you up. And so I'm like, what can I do that's going to catch everybody? Mad? Nobody knew I had the album except for my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What can I do that's going to catch? Yeah. Okay. And, and all the artists who worked on the album with me. You know, salute to A. Renee, Vic Vague, Big Manny, Peter Jericho, Slick J. Adams, Cordy Blacker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Mickey hits. Hunt. Uh, all all hits. hits. Bunch of hits. All hits. You know what I'm saying? And so um, like I'm like, what can I do? So I'm like, let me drop it on September 11th. Man, I dropped this album September 11, 2020. You can go back and look at the footage from uh, the Rebirth album listening party. I had 75 people at a at a open area place. I ain't gonna say the name because they might get right, in trouble. I'm sorry. It was it was it was COVID. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I had um I had 75 people in the middle. Like, really, when it jumped off, the beginning of COVID. Right. 75 people in that joint mm. for the Rebirth album release party. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. They said, we had to shut down at 11. We shut down at 3. Mm. It, was, it was crazy, bro. It was so crazy. And so um, I'm thankful for all the support that I get. I was nominated at the 312 Awards, mm. um, Album of the Year, Lyricist of the Year. I'm nominated at the Forever Grateful Awards coming up. Um, I got like seven categories in that performance. Look, we don't even care if we win. We nominated, right, man. They ain't right. even That's supposed to have us. You said you're going to be on stage too? 
Yeah, I'm performing. I, uh, I, got, I got a performance set on that, and I also got. Uh, I'm also gonna be pre- presenting the award as well. So salute to um, everybody going to be packed, It's going to be packed. Bo, uh, Bo Deal, Sasha Go Hard. Packed, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple of VIP sections. Everybody know how Joby the God come through, man. So it's going to be crazy. I'm very excited for that, for sure, for sure. And um, like I said, the support's been enormous, man. Everybody, you got a lot of people on this podcast who supported me, who, you know what I'm saying, pushed me to where I got. I want to send a big shout-out to Felice. Look, Felice really helped me get to a lot of networks and a lot of people that I didn't know coming up. She had me all over her radio. Any show that I wanted to do, she made sure I got in it. So definitely salute to her and everything she did. But, man, it's going to go to the next level now. For it's sure. crazy. For sure. And, and Big Bro, man, with, with, with Lil Cuz support, man, and, and you being right on the side, man, I, w- I want to talk about, like, like the safety aspect of everything, man, because with him being an artist, man, you got to go to – different towns different neighborhoods you gotta you know what i'm saying different studios you know what i'm saying dude do you ever you know what i'm saying be like hey cuz this, this little you know what yeah, i'm saying we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do get our business in and leave or, or is it pretty much we doing music we ain't worried about you, you know, know you gotta look at shit. it both ways though you know what i'm saying you can look at it music wise and then you gotta look at it as safety wise too though because you know how that shit is though and this yeah. music shit though everybody want to sit up here and say they about this life but when you go to them other towns, niggas be on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So who you got with you, though? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing. Who you got with you? Mm-hmm. A motherfucker be talking about all this. Yeah, we going to get it busting. And yeah. yeah, I come with that. Hey, look, I'm folding them. I took nine. You Talk hear to me? Talk to I took nine. 50 cent. <laughs> Man, look, I took nine. Yeah. Talk hey, to look, I, 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 I can't sit up here and let him lose. Mm-hmm. Then I'm losing. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So. It ain't about him. It's about us. Mm-hmm. So if he if if he losing, we losing. So. so I gotta protect him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about the money thing. I know where he going. You you see what Biggie did mm-hmm. with his man? Hey man, I know D-Rock. you going I know you D-Rock. man. You got it. D Rock. Hey, go ahead. I'm gonna take this. D Rock. You hear me? That's what it yeah. is, bro. D-Rock. And I keep that motherfucker. That's what. That's that's I that, ain't the shame to see. That's that's but that's the type of people brothers like this need around them. Like when I see like them brothers like John Morant, you know what I'm saying? He just ain't got nobody in his ear. But like uh, but you treat, he treat you do, but, dude, but he no, do. no, he don't. He do. No, no, no. Listen, he don't. This the thing. You don't need nobody in your ear. You shouldn't need it because you because you already got to know how you got to move. You already got to know when you the commodity and you that. You got to know how to move. You got to know how to put the people in position to do Basketball what they need to do. Look, I, if 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 I'm Phil Jackson, I'm not finna, if I know you Kobe, I ain't finna have you play Shaq. You play Kobe. I need you on the wing, dribbling and shooting. Shaq, I need you on the post, backing down, dunking. Right? And so you got to be when you the head of the team, you got to know how to put everybody in whatever role it is that you know fits best for them. Position. Because you the one who already see everything coming. You got to see it coming a mile away. Because you the one, and I'm in the forefront, bro. I'm I'm the one who deals with everybody. I'm in the forefront. So I already know what whatever it is, whatever. I already know what, what we need to do, how we need to do it, and how we're going to go in there and do it. You know what I'm saying? And so when you know that, you don't need to move like that. You ain't, yeah, and that's the you thing. Don't, you, that's don't the even, thing. You, don't, you don't even move like that. That's, that's the thing. That's, you know what I'm saying? You don't move like that, though. Hey, look, though. We got to have a pause because I got a special guest for you. What's that? She downstairs right now. Okay. Cash go crazy. 
Okay. Off so. the Cash App album just dropped. Oh yeah. Part okay. of the collective. DJ Go Get 'em. All of them. Okay. Special guests, y'all. Special guests. Special we going crazy. Guests. This is one of them. This one of them joking. He said nothing. He yeah. Bogus. Well, we gotta go yeah, get him. You know we gotta, we gotta get him. We can edit this. I'm bogus. thinking. Bogus. I'm thinking he finna pull somebody yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, he put the motherfucking live direct. Live and direct. You hear me? This cash. This 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 cash app. Cash go crazy. The cash app album is out right now. She just dropped it two weeks ago. She part of the collective. One of the hottest groups. Yeah. One of the hottest groups, one of the hottest groups out here right now. Man, she, she yeah, yeah, cash, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you already know. Look, man, it's the Jovi the God experience. You know, we always do everything top notch. It's always something to the next level. If it was Benjamin, I don't know if he wasn't gonna be if he was gonna make it up the stairs, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Man, never. Hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. We already, we already three. It's already three. Look, look. Oh, it's already three. You know what I'm saying? We need to lighten it up a little bit now. We gonna let, yeah, we gonna let Cash App come on here. She gonna talk us shit. She gonna talk us shit. All right, man. We we back, man. You know, you know that's actually the second time that's happened to me. You know what right. I'm saying? I was doing an interview with someone. He was like, "Walter Bar got a special guest downstairs." I'm like, "Who Walter Bar?" He beat me to the punch. Yeah, he brought Ink Dog up here in the middle of the interview. Oh, okay. I'm sure. okay. Yeah. So so we up here having a conversation. He hold on, special guest. You know what I'm saying? She go crazy. You know, matter of fact, her name Cash go crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> New album out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so if you could, you know what I'm saying? Just finish where you left off and go ahead and introduce her and then. No doubt. Um, I brought a special guest with me. Cash Go Crazy. The album just dropped called Cash App. Part of the collective. Shout out to the whole squad. I ain't even going to talk too much. I'm going to let my do her thing, yo. This, it, Cash, talk to him. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your face, Chicago's It Girl Cash Go Crazy. Apparently, I'm a special guest. <laughs> I want to make sure that you know I'm coming back for my own, you did. Oh, got to. Uh, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be a special guest. Um, yeah, I did just drop a project. It's called Cash App. Um, and I am pushing my hit single. It's called Billy. We cussing or not? Let me know. We cussing. Yeah, we cussing. Yeah, it's yeah. called Bitch. I love you. Yeah. Uh, shout yeah, out to all favorite. the sneaky links, all the situationships out there. We don't call them that no more. We call them Billies. You feel me? You playing with my heart and I love you. So mm-hmm. cut it out. Okay, okay. Oh, I got I gotta ask you. I gotta ask is that was that you do you truly endorse that or is it is you just to sell to sell records? No, no, no. One hundred percent believe okay, that. For sure. yeah, That's dope. I can't I can't wait till you come back. I can't wait yeah, to come back. Yeah, yeah, because like, you know, there's sneaky links and situationships. That's like very much a thing of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. It's been a thing. Um, yeah, Definitely. you know, people just Definitely. kind of getting in these situations where it's like you're mine, but you're not mine. We're official, but we're not official. Don't mm-hmm. hold my hand in public, but love me behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I'm not for that. Um, I'm very private, but I'm not a secret. Right. And um, I find myself in situationships a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like men want to lust over me and they want to be with me and they love the idea of me. But when it comes down to parading me around they niggas, parading <laughs> me around they friends and family and claiming me, they don't want to take it to that level because... I don't know. They just they they too proud to big. I guess having them on having them on the interviews. <laughs> okay. Special listen, guests. Listen, listen, I wasn't trying nah, to put just, you out there, little nah, Denny. Just, but, uh, just, look, stop. <laughs> look, tabloids. Don't start. <laughs> Real quick, that that girl lived. Don't be on the. 
back pages and shit. Real quick, real quick. Talk to me about your relationship with Jovi, man. What is it about him, you know what I'm saying, when he call you, you know what I'm saying, I'm over here doing this, that you willing to, you know what I'm saying, take the time out your data to pull up and support. He messy. So, as hell. Oh, no, nah, come on, man. Oh, hell no. Nah. Nah, <laughs> <guys. laughs> <laughs> he messy. <laughs> exactly. Well, he, I didn't know nothing about this. Oh, God. So, I first heard of Jovi just through social media. So, you know, when I came into the game, I didn't really know anybody. I've only really been in the game for real like the last two years. So a majority of the people that I know now and I rock with now, I met online. So with Jovi the guy, I just kept seeing his name everywhere. Whether it be like an interview, a paper, a, a, a videos, whatever the case may be, he was just out here, like out in these streets. So me not knowing anything at all, I'm like, okay, he's famous. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the one to look out for. Never met him. Finally, and I think we like connected on like some comments or something like on Facebook, just kind of like showing love to each other social media wise. Yeah. Finally bumped into each other at the 312 Music Awards. Oh my God. And when I say bumped, I mean bumped because he stepped on my shoe, right? Like oh he completely stepped on my foot. You know, I had the toes out and everything. Big oh toe just all, all cracked up. And um, I was nervous when I first met him for real because... In my mind, just the way that he was presented to me via social media, I was like, oh, my God, he that nigga, he's the one. Um, but um, we kicked it off, like, real, real easy. Um, we was vibing, like, the whole award show. Um, and then we just kind of, kind of same thing, just kind of stay connected via social media and stuff like that. And then I bumped into him again mm -hmm. at uh, Help Me Out Here. It was Suit and Tie. Salute Ours. to the men's. Help Brand Some all yep. that. Brandy, Brandy Martin. Martin. Shout out to yep. Brandy Martin and Alexis. Yep. Me too. I'm bad too. Shout Alexi out to Couture. Yeah, Alexis Couture. All yeah. of that. We at Joe's. Yep. Bumped yep. into each other. Yep. I'm not sure why he chose to pop out in my color because I wore blue no. that night and somehow he I wore blue that night. Yeah, he like hacked my phone and tried to figure out what I was wearing and mm. he wore blue. It was and, the blue thing. Yep. And then we took some pictures and then I got like six DMs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we like <laughs> Are you dating him? Because if you're not, you should be dating him. I was like, why? He's like, y'all look good together. And I was like, photographer, go crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not for real. Jovi is a cool dude. Um, you know, he is um, super open to kind of sharing his platform and sharing his artistry with people, which I think is super dope. Um, it's something that I like to do. Like, if I have a super long set, I bring artists onto my set to kind of share that platform. And he does that in so many different ways. Um, so, um, he doesn't necessarily, you know, keep the spotlight to himself, which I think is super, super dope of him. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, know. <laughs> okay. well, I definitely, definitely appreciate you coming through as well. Can't wait to have you back. And, and Jovi, man, you know what I'm saying? She kind of touched on a lot of the things, you know what I'm saying, that, that make our relationship what it is today. And if yeah. you could, too, just expand on that, you know what I'm saying, from your point of view, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't wait till you watch this back, you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. gave you like a, a Royal Rumble entrance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And nine nine time Grammy nominated, you know what I'm saying? But, but so if you could, just, just man, you know what I'm saying? So um, I had always heard about her. Cause she was she was bubbling, you know. Everybody was talking about Chicago's it girl, Chicago's it girl, right? And so, when I came to the three one two awards, you know, I already knew that was my night. The three this year that was recently, right? That was just this, was year, this year. So the three one two awards was really set up for it to be my night. When they introduced it to me, for me to be in, involved, I told them I wanted to do a gospel record, and they was like, gospel, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do a gospel record. And they like, okay. So I did the guy. It was all, the night was set up for me. Anyway, when I saw her, I was like, they go cash, go crazy. <laughs> Same way, right? <laughs> 
and yo, this is my word. So I'm in full Jovi the God mode. I got 1942 champagne everywhere, bottles everywhere, a whole section. I got like 40 people with me. We going crazy over there. I got the whole corner. It's mine. And I'm like, they're okay. She in my corner. Cause the the um photo booth and the 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 whole interviews was being done in my corner. And so um I'm like, she in my corner. I got her. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna. Bro, I, I, I'm, I'm ready. I got my bottle. I got my fit on. I stepped on her feet, my G. She got on this beautiful gown with the toes out and the heels. G, I stepped. Listen, I stepped on her feet. Talk to him. <laughs> and so um, I was mad embarrassed. I really couldn't. I still got her number. Told her we finna do the after party. You know, cuz we went to the champagne everywhere. We went to another spot. Bottles everywhere. We went to Era, Era Chicago. Bottles everywhere. I, I I had all that, but I couldn't really drive and get her the way that I wanted to because I had stepped on her feet. I felt so disrespectful. Like, <laughs> what type of nigga steps on a chick's feet and she got her heels on and she's looking so beautiful? You know what I'm saying? And then, so, I'm not in Chicago a lot because I live in Memphis. Mm -hmm. and so, I'm really not able to pull up to the venues and the events and do these shows how everybody else is. And so, um, I, I got coaxed into doing another show. We want to celebrate you, men and ties. I'm like, cool, I'm finna come out and party. Everybody finna dress nice. And just so happens, she walks in. I have on this dope-ass blue suit, three-piece joint with the tie, killing them. She walks in with a blue dress on. Oh, my God, my heart stops. This was the same shade of blue, too. Like, Literally. Like we went shopping together. Literally. Right, and so, so you ain't see it on Instagram with nothing. You just no, bro. Right, man. No, I, I, I literally for that show, I literally flew in that morning, rested, got dressed, got with the people, and literally, cause I'm I'm in and out when I come here, mm -hmm. and so, she, like she she didn't fuck my performance up, but as far as my tunnel vision for that night, she fucked it up. <laughs> Everywhere she went, my eyes was on her. I couldn't stop looking at her. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stop looking at her the whole night, you know. And I was just like, uh, I just felt like she should be mine. You know what I'm saying? Like I just felt like she she should be mine. You know what I'm saying? So we took these pictures, and I posted the iconic pictures, and I put the little caption up. You know, I asked her if she was gonna ride, and she said, "I got your back." And we was like back to back, and it was crazy, and it went crazy. And from there, it's here. Okay. All right, man. Y'all gotta forgive me. I wasn't expecting all that, man. You know right. what I'm <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had a we got an album, we got a project of all right, that's cool though, that's dope, man. So so and Cash kinda kinda stuck kinda talked to mention it about you, you know what I'm saying, being willing to shut a spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Big Sometimes time. you see artists, you know what I'm saying, like this. They keep, you know what I'm saying, stuff on the wraps, you know what I'm saying? It's all about them. Why why are you so, you know what I'm saying? Because if we win pull up on my I win. For sure. So I do my sets. You will never see me do a set by myself. Right? No. I don't. Mm -hmm. I got all these artists on stage with me. I'm back there dancing like Puffy. They call me Puffy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because if y'all win, I win. If they mm -hmm. win, we all win. Mm -hmm. We all make each other look better. Mm -hmm. We all look good together. You know what I'm saying? When I perform and I got, I'm a rapper. If I got two R&B singers and a reggae dude up there, y'all like, what is he on? Mm -hmm. Y'all expecting me to come up there and just drop bars or talk about misogyny and be on some drug dealer rap or whatever. 
But then I got these R&B melodies and I got these reggae tone. I got a bunch of stuff going on. And so that's why when you see me on stage, it's called the Jovi the God experience mm-hmm. because it's an experience. You're not just getting me. You're getting all of me. So when you hear these records by Peter Jericho, I wrote them. I sung them in my bathroom. Can't nobody love me like you do. I can't sing it, but I sung that. I taught them what to say and what, what I, you know, mm-hmm. this is all me, bro. And so I got to have them up there with me. I got to have Cash next to me, not just because she's beautiful, not just because I like her, but she's talented. She got this record, Billy. She got this record, GM. You know what I'm saying? She got records. You know what I'm saying? I got to have Money Gang with me. I got to have Peter Jericho. Cordy Blacker, listen, there's an artist from Chicago named Cordy Blacker. He created his own genre. It's called Afro Drill. Everybody loves Afro beats. Everybody loves drill. He has his own genre called Afro Afro yeah. Drill. It's yeah. coming to 290 mode. Just stay tuned. I'll say I'll check that out, man. <laughs> yeah, Afro see? Drill. That's why I put other people on stage with me. Because when y'all hear him do his joint, he does one of his own songs with me. You hear him do his own song, you like, wow, what is that? You know what I mean? And so it's very important for me to shine a light on other artists as well because if we move as a collective, we can start our own tour. For we sure. Can, we can go state to state, you know. Look at your algorithm. Track your metrics. You know Arizona. You got 20 people that listen to you. Them 20 people going to buy a ticket. I got 50. Them 50 going to buy a ticket. You got 60. Add it up. It's 10 of us. We got 1,000 people in the venue. We done made money and split it up between all of us. You feel me? And so we that's the way I move, bro. I'm moving to make it make sense. It ain't no more no limits. It ain't no more cash monies. It ain't no more Rockefellers, Rough Riders. Everybody moving on a, on their own, on solo. I'm all about me. I want to do what I'm doing. It's, it's never about that with me because Jovi the God is a star in himself. Mm. I do things that other people ain't going to do. You ain't going to see them on BET in a movie. Mm. I got five more movies coming out on BET. Mm. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> me sharing that platform is humongous because I want you to see them on the movie <laughs> on BET. I want whoever is watching me on BET to say, who is them? Put them, bring them with you. Let them do a casting call. Let them get some headshots. Let them understand the dynamics of what we do. And those blessings, those blessings. Yeah, because I'm going to get my blessings in return. Not from you, not from them, not from him or her. My blessings will come from the universe. Mm. You know, that's what I tell you. I'm vibrating at a higher frequency. For sure. That's all about frequencies right there is that I'm going to put something out there for A, B, C, X, Y, and Z, and I'm gonna get D, E, F, G, P, you know. For sure. And, and before you go, man, we, we gotta talk about this acting, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we talked about, you know what I'm saying, the sports, the music, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. brought cash up, man. Um, I'm going through the phone last night, man. You you sending me clips, man. You on BET, man. What's when did when did acting come into play out of all the stuff you had going on, man? From the the project to the the sports to the life in between that. When when what happened with the acting? Huh? So in high school, I used to do stage plays. Mm-hmm. Well, like I told you, all the stuff I did in high school. So in high school, what high school was this? Yeah, y'all doing it. So I went to Rich South High School okay. in Richmond Park, the suburbs. Um, when I went, I went to Rich South in the nineties, ninety six to two thousand. I'm the class of two thousand. 
And so in the 90s, Rich South was one of the first schools who had block scheduling. Block scheduling was basically a college schedule. I took four classes a day. I had three classes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I had another three classes Tuesday and Thursday. So through high school, I went to school like I was in college. You know what I'm saying? And so um, in Rich South, they had so many programs back then. You know, I was able to do all those things. And so in high school, I did the little stage play stuff. Mm. All that went to the wayside, of course, as life grew. When I dropped the rebirth, I was going crazy. And um, I had did a show in New Orleans. When I did a show in New Orleans, uh, a producer came up to me and was like, you ever acted? And I was like, no. He was like, you should come to a casting call because you you handsome. He was on some homo shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, you, sh- you handsome. You, I think you'll get the part. I went to the casting call, and it was on some robbery shit for a movie called Ops. I went in there and killed it. They had me in the movie Ops. We did the whole movie. I was out there for a week. It was based on a hood dude from Baton Rouge. He had put up like 30000 for the dude to shoot the movie. But the movie went sour. And so when the movie went sour, that same producer brought me back for the BET movie. He was like, we need a rapper to come in here and rap to Erica Hubbard. But we can't tell you what to rap, and you can't write it. It has to be spontaneous. And I was like, cool. Um, for the was, audition or for the shooting? This is for the audition, okay. for the for the uh, My Perfect Wedding. Okay. And so when I went in there, it was about 60 other people. Um, Silk the Shaka was one of those 60 people. Mm-hmm. They was like, you got three minutes to go in there and do your part, whatever you're going to do, and we're going to decide who we're going to pick. They was like, we're going to give you $200 right now, but if we pick you, we're going to give you residuals later. You know what I'm saying? And so I was probably like number 38, 37 or something like that, but i never forget the dude who went before me. The dude who went before me, he was a light-skinned dude, pretty dude. This mock had two girls with him. <laughs> by both his side he said he sat down with her he was like with erica hubbard he was like this baby one this baby two and you gonna be baby three i was like "Ooh, he got it i was like he got the part because he killed it and y'all had to do it all in front of each other yeah everybody's in one room it's 60 it's about 90 people in one room mm-hmm. the director all the film cast it's 60 different acts who have to sit down with erica hubbard I ain't going to tell you what we're doing, <laughs> but we all sit with Erica Hubbard and we trying to bag her. You know what I'm saying? That one dude went before me and I was like, well, I got to blow it out the park then. You know what I'm saying? And so I went back. I changed all of my clothes. I had like four outfits with me. I changed all of my clothes, came back out there. I had a bottle, set the bottle down, and I just started spitting bars to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a chick on my side to the day that I, I just started spitting bars to her. And she like whole time they didn't know that she was from chicago me and her had already been chopping it up kicking it um they was doing a little dance which is called jigging and in new orleans they jig Mm -hmm. they was jigging and i was like y'all jigging but it ain't got nothing on footwork and she looked at me and said what you know about footwork i was like i'm from chicago she was like i'm from chicago too boom we instantly clicked bomb like hours before it was time for me to go so me and her already had a rapport because we was already kicking, talking to know some Chicago stuff. I had ordered some some little crab joints to dip. She was like, where you get them from? I'm like, I oh, ordered them. Say, six All pieces of mouth sauce. She was gone. No, no, no. They ain't got that New Orleans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I killed that, bro. I killed it. And I didn't think I was going to get picked, truthfully. I really didn't. Because they had Silk the Shaka. They had Silk the Shaka, bro. Silk the Shaka walked in there. 
And he from there too? He from New Orleans. I, I knew he was getting right. Everybody who was there was from New Orleans, mm. except for me and a dude from Pennsylvania. Everybody was from New Orleans. And so I'm like, I ain't going to get picked because everybody from New Orleans. But they not only did they pick me, but they had me showcased. I was I got more scenes than Silk the Shocker. They showed me like five times. I got to say three lines. Silk only got two. You know what I'm saying? It was like really the whole segment was about me rapping to her. And so what was what was your experience, you know what I'm saying, outside the stage play in front of a, you know what I'm saying, on none. a platform like that? Rapping? What so, was there so any anxiety I, involved? Was it any or did you just go in like stage, I just own the place? Any any artist who any artist who say they get on stage and don't have some type of trepidation, anxiety, whatever cap. Before you before that music come on, before those lights click on, you got some type of feeling. And so it's always that. But when you performing, like by that time, bro, I had been on a super circuit. I'm talking about performing in Philly, Utah, every single show you can think of in Chicago, mm-hmm. performing in Wisconsin, performing in Memphis, before I'm performing everywhere by that time. And so, and not only am I performing, but I'm going to all of these places outside of Chicago by myself. So it's just me. I pull up. I'm opening up for Money Move. When he got the better watch your hoe, I hit him. Mm. I'm opening up for him in Atlanta. I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing Stankonia Studios, Coalition DJs, New Music Monday in front of a room full of DJs. It's 70 plus DJs in that room. I'm by myself. And so that helped me learn how to manipulate my anxiety because you can never deal with it you nervous the whole time you up there you just got to manipulate it to make it look like okay this anxiety is really i'm lit you know what i'm saying i'm live you know what i'm saying and so i just use that in that moment to say oh i'm live you know what i'm saying you want me to rap i'm finna be the rapper dude you finna come home with me you know what i'm saying by me rapping to you and they they put me on there bro i was on bt like yo this is crazy they Call me like, oh yeah, we need your social security number for the. I was like, oh, it's real. I'm gonna give it to you right now on the phone. Don't hang up. It's real. Got a PM up. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So definitely. And then after that, I just did the other movie. It's called Bed and Breakfast. It's with Danielle LaRoche, Rodney Perry. That's gonna be coming out within the next six to eight months. And you know, he was just like, I got a seven movie deal with BET. And I want you to be on all the movies. This this next movie, it's no rapping. It's me literally acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the whole beginning part of the movie. It's all about me and Danielle LaRoche and what we put together for her to survive. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's crazy. Like It's dude, from the same movie? Different movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's movie number two. Okay. We're really number three. That's why he said he got seven for you in a row? He got, he got seven for me, and I'm on two. That's crazy. So that's five more. That's you know crazy. All on BET. You know, it's a lot of rappers out here that's doing their thing. And I respect all y'all that's out here. But listen, I'm the Tupac of this. I'm the only one who got the hot albums that everybody love. I'm the only one who doing the movies. You know, I don't brag or boast a lot. I don't toot my own horn. I don't say I'm this or that. But listen, I'm on BET. You know what I'm saying? It's really, I'm a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what we doing next with this Inception album. Oh, oh, Lord. Okay. All right, man. Uh, we touched on it a few times, man, about you being an older rapper in the game. You know what I'm no saying? With and, and me personally, a lot of the music I listen to is, is from older older artists. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even if I still listen to, I can't wait till 50 come to the United Center in September. I'm gonna be up he, in there. He coming to South but, Haven. But do you feel like it's? Do you feel like you got 
you gotta do more work? Is it harder for you in the game? Is it you feel like you you right where you want to be? How do you feel like that that affects you? You know what I'm saying? So as a as work, a coordinator, the work that you gotta put in is all equal because now we live in the social media era, mm-hmm. and so all the work is equal. You know, um, if it's quality music, it's gonna resonate. So everybody wants to be the top tier artist. Look at those top tier artists. How many shows Lil Baby didn't cancel? Drake just canceled in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? And so, but look at the Wu Tang and Nas concert sold out. Nas album just went crazy. Magic too, right? And so, that's based off a of perspective. Um, people will put out whatever narrative they want you to believe. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I, don't, I think that. it's a narrative because you know, that's just a narrative. Um, you remember when Jay Z said he don't wear thir- throwbacks, he wear button ups? Mm-hmm. That was a narrative. Everybody still wore throwbacks. I still wore my Michael Jordan throwback. I got a John Paxson. If I pulled it out, you'll be like, ooh, number five. That's Paxson, right? Those are narratives that secular people put out to make you believe whatever they want to believe. Those things don't affect you when you operating on a higher frequency. And so my age don't have a requirement to my music because I make music that resonate with everybody. Everybody has a certain pain. Everybody has a certain pleasure. Everybody feels a certain type of way. That's what my music do. You know, it's not for any demographic, mm-hmm. you know. But let's be clear. Don't disrespect the younger demographic because they, too, have a voice. You know, I'll refer to Jay-Z again. Tupac wore nose ring, too. You understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, don't discredit this newer generation. You know what I'm saying? Listen to what they're saying. They too have a voice, but don't get it twisted. Where's the staying power? Where's the longevity? You know, where's the long run and whatever it is this new generation is doing? You know, if it's popcorn, if it's bubble gum, you spit bubble gum out. Popcorn pop, you eat it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you want something that lasts, something that's vintage. You know, that's why the rebirth, you got to understand, I dropped the rebirth three years ago. I haven't dropped no new music since then. Not a mixtape, not a freestyle, not a single. No new music since 2020. Not one song. What is that? That's because what I have is vintage. It's classic. You get you get some, you get 1942. It's been aged since 1942. That's what that means? Yeah. <laughs> this is a 19, I never knew that. This is a 1942 vintage. I, you know no, what I'm saying? I kind of feel like it was a date it was made or something. No. Yeah, like that's the, the date, date it was created, was, like the date. That's the year it was the created. Name. 1942. So like the, they started distilling that the liquor in that bottle. Was 1942. You understand what so I'm saying? So they going to run out of 1942 they one day, right? So how? Because they in, ain't never um, make enough. They did. Exactly. <laughs> they did. In 1942, they had distilleries of this. They made distilleries of I it. I believe that. That's why it's so vintage. Right. You know what I'm saying? And but so, in 2042, they're going to run out, right? Uh, probably something like okay, that. Okay, that's what I mean. Probably like, something like that. Sure. Then they're going to be selling 1998. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right? I'm sure. It just keeps reverberating. Yeah. And so when you got something that's like that's so pure, that's so raw, you know what I'm saying? Like the Rebirth album is pure mm. in the essence. It's reasonable doubt. It's Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't want to taint that with dropping all of this stuff in between mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so i'm also not a mixtape rapper but was it a blueprint though like i'm gonna do one every three years every six years nope, or I when this album reach here what's the what's the you remember what we talked about this is the most significant thing to me mental health mm-hmm. and so i dropped this rebirth album 
really only for the friends and the people that I grew up with. This album was for them. All of the people who been wondering, because I, I wasn't on social media before then. You couldn't find me on Facebook, Instagram. You couldn't find me. I had a profile, but I don't post. So I'm irrelevant on there. And so this album was for friends and family, right? And so I dropped it and it got such a big response. And so here I am now, my album out. I'm opening up for Money Move, Beanie Siegel. I'm all, my album is fresh out. I'm opening up, I'm doing all of this. And so at one point I felt like I was overwhelmed, like 100, like this is too much. I'm doing too much, you know what I'm saying? And so I just wanted to take time for myself, fall back and not have to focus on music just be able to live me and do me and so i took a lot of vacations i did a lot of partying i did things that jovan wanted to do not jovi to god you know but in the midst of me doing all that it just kept coming back to jovi to god it just kept coming back do this show do this do that do this every time and so it was like you know what this is something that's bigger than me you know what i'm saying like big bro said it's bigger than me it's bigger than what jovan want to do you know what I'm saying? There's something bigger when everybody hit the stage and everybody gets shed light on. It's bigger than me. So this time right here, we're going we gonna to make it count. All right, for sure, man. For sure, man. We definitely definitely appreciate you coming through, man. No appreciate, appreciate you bringing appreciate cash you through, me. man. If you could, before you leave, man, real quick, just tell people what's coming up, no what doubt. they can expect, uh, what they'll see if they type in Jovi the God right now, what they'll see. No doubt. Hey, make sure y'all type that in, J-O-V-I-D-A-G-O-D. Jovi the God on all platforms. I got the Rebirth album. It's streaming. Still going crazy. Make sure y'all check out all them videos. We finna finish up Bonnie and Clyde. That video finna come soon. And then, of course, you know I got the movie on BET. My Perfect Wedding featuring Omar Gooden, Erica Hubbard, Silk the Shaka, and your boy. And then stay tuned for the Inception album, man. We cooking that up right now. It's coming soon. And, of course, you know I got Cash Go Crazy with me. One of the hottest artists right now out cash app album going crazy you already know what time it is 290 mo was good appreciate appreciate cash man i'm glad i'm actually glad you came through under these circumstances but i can't have you wait can't wait to have you back you know i'm own. coming back if you could let the people know where they can follow you where they can get the, the the new project and all that good stuff the project cash app is streaming everywhere anywhere that you stream music um just search cash app you got to spell it with a k also, to find your fave, it's Cash Go Crazy with a K, K-A-S-H, Go Crazy, spell it with a K. Um, I just dropped the project, so I'm not really working on new, I mean, I got a session tonight. That's irrelevant, but I'm not really working on new music, not for real, for real. Um, right now, I am focused on outreach. Um, you know, Chicago has given me so much love and so much respect, but it is time to branch out. So with my new team, The Collective, with my new official Salute DJ and manager, DJ, DJ Get Em, and my new assistant, Yetta Baby, Yeti, um, what up? we are on our way um, to become international mainstream artists. That is what we are working on Trouble, for the next few years. So shout out Trouble the Singer. Trosh, shout out Trosh. Um, and yeah, I'll be back. I'll talk about that some more. For sure, for sure. All right, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. In a minute. 290 Mo. Gang.